Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> gorgeous, very hardworking, marble mischief-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Yes, I definitely love the mischievousness. Did I say that right? Pretty close. <laughs> that comes out in Marvel world. Yes. Universe. Yes. <laughs> and Michelle is very mischievous on her own mm-hmm. right. Yes. That's a fact. Thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Sunday, October 8th, 2023, and it is dropping on the same day. And we appreciate that you're here with us every week, no matter what. Right. And we'd also love it if you'd follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. X. Twitter. X. Honey, we got to move on. I don't want to move on. It's a new name. I'm not going to move on. I don't care what Pat and Charles from the Conversations <laughs> podcast want to tell me. It's still Twitter. Uh, it, think of it book. as a variant. It's now X. <laughs> I could take that. I guess maybe maybe Twitter is the Sylvie of the could of be. the social media, could or yeah, maybe that's MySpace. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I'm still sticking with Twitter. Call it X. Call it whatever you want. We're at Hyperion Podcast. There. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, we'd love to hear from you for any reason in an email, but we particularly want to know if you have questions about anything that we present or if there's a topic you'd like us to deep dive and, and talk about there, feel free to let us know. Yeah, we want to know what you want us to talk about. What would you like to hear us discuss in an episode? Do you like the music episodes? Do you like our lists? Do you like Michelle's deep dives or <laughs> research pieces? What do you like? Let us know. And we just appreciate hearing from you in any way, shape, or form, whether it be through the Gmail account or through social media, whatever. We just like interacting with you, and um, we'd like to do that as much as possible. Now, before we move into this week's show, you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was, because let's face it, this is the Disney podcast of positivity, and so we like to focus on those positive moments Mm -hmm. from the week that was. We call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's fantastic. She's wonderful. (laughs) She's all things great in the world. She's very mischievous. Mm -hmm. She always has the best research. (laughs) I think you're going to hear that next week. She definitely has the best list. You'll hear that in a little bit. Every week you hear that she has the very best tips. She also always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? Well, you know, this week actually had several things to choose from. uh, But I think the favorite thing of this week was how our landscaping turned out with all the hard work that you did. I mean, it was uh, a lot of, of sweat and and what strength you had to move things and I mean, you did a ton of stuff and it turned out really nice and beautiful. And I just appreciate that. And I love how it makes our house look even nicer. And and, and thank you, sweetie. Well, you combined on that effort mm, and you did a lot of hard work <laughs> out there as well. And we still have a lot more work to do, but it is starting to pull it together. And yeah. I'm very happy about that. It is looking better and uh, looking forward to doing a little bit more and, and having this house, having our front yard the way we want it now exactly. that uh, we are starting to move into fall and the weather is hopefully starting to cool down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it did. That's for I sure. know. Yeah. I know. It's a little one day off from when yeah. we needed it to be cooler. <laughs> well, what can you do? <laughs> Uh, As for my favorite thing from this week, I was blessed enough to be invited to join Kevin and Justin on their pod to talk a little sports Mm -hmm. this week. Uh, It was really great. I had a wonderful time with them. Um, It was especially good for me because I, you know, I I get to talk sports with friends and colleagues or whatever, but I haven't done it in a broadcast format in a long time. 
Uh, but they invited me to join them on their Moonshine and Scoreboards podcast. And we talked a little bit of college football, talked a little NFL, uh, talked about the Major League Baseball playoffs as they were getting set. It was just a really, really good time. Yeah, I'm happy for you that that, that opportunity came your way and uh, definitely looking forward to listening to that episode. Yeah, it was, it was like I said, it was a lot of fun and I, I feel uh, just thrilled that they were they invited me on to join them. Kevin and Justin are great yeah. guys. You've heard Justin mm-hmm. on this show many, many times. Right. Um, and he's a great dude. If you want to check out their podcast, it's Moonshine and Scoreboards. And if you want to find them on social media, they're at Boozy, B-O-O-Z-Y, Sports Pod. Um, definitely check them out yeah. because they do a great show and they are great guys. Yeah. A couple other things uh, from this week that I really enjoyed. They're all Disney Plus things. Um, first of all, it was the uh, season, hopefully season one, the season finale of Ahsoka, mm-hmm. which um, was really interesting and yeah. good and um, put some things in place for hopefully things to move on right. in the future, whether it be season two or whether they branch out into other shows right. uh, within the Star Wars world. Yeah, I think they kind of left things, no spoilers here, but I think they kind of left things that they could continue some in some form or fashion. Oh, definitely. There are some definitely some, again, a little bit small spoilers. There are some loose ends that need to be definitely cleaned up here. <laughs> right, right. Um, also, um, by the way, looking at the end of that, I think, and we discussed this with Pat and Charles a little bit, kind of before the series came out. Um, one of the things I was saying that you should check out if you haven't already, and I definitely think you should do it now, mm-hmm. is the Mortis trilogy within the Clone Wars, because I think that that's coming into play. Yeah. And it definitely was alluded to uh, within that that. Uh, season one finale. Right, right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Also, um, obviously, we're talking about it today, and um, it did not disappoint. Um, the first episode of season two of Loki, the Marvel series, uh, was fantastic. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I loved it too. I mean, he's such an interesting character, and looking forward to uh, talking a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, no spoilers. We will not give right. any spoilers. That's even close. Ahsoka was a little bit farther back. Um, Loki came out, you know, at the end of the week. So a little bit closer to that. We don't want to tip you off on anything that happened really in there. Uh, so we will not give you any spoilers on Loki, but we just really enjoyed the first episode. Yeah. yeah. And also finally last night we caught, sat down and finally were able to watch the Haunted Mansion, the new movie right. that came out. Well, new movie. It came out in kind of the spring um, in the theaters and right. now finally has reached uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that was so fun watching that film. Yeah, uh, really great. Uh, really enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it was the best movie ever, um, but it was really fun. Couple hours. Love all the nods to yeah. the Haunted Mansion yeah. attraction and even some of the creators right. of the Haunted Mansion. I think that's what kind of made the film, right, Michelle? Definitely. There was so many. I mean, it was jam-packed with nods to the attractions and or the attract. Well, I guess attractions because it's at multiple parks. But yeah, it was great. And um, again, no spoilers. But there was some twist to this story that I wasn't expecting, and I and I thought the storyline was was good. Um, it was definitely entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think the plot was the greatest plot I've ever seen. It was it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Um. But just, you know, going through and picking out all these little bits and pieces of an attraction that I love dearly, and I know you do as well. For sure. Um, yeah. It was just so much fun to go throughout this film. I thought they did a really good job with that. Right, right. They totally did. Yeah, I'm thinking back at some of the things. And it, it was just so cute and so creative and fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we really enjoyed it. Hope you get to check it out soon if you haven't already. Or if you already have, um, get to check it out again. Because, yeah. if, again, especially if you're a Haunted Mansion fan, um, I think you're really going to love it. Definitely. For yes. sure. For sure. Now on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including we have our list of the celebrity candlelight processional narrators. We'll go down and let you know who you'll have your chance to see if you're visiting the Walt Disney World Resort this holiday season. Mm-hmm. And there's a new ticket offer that you may be interested in if you're looking to take the little ones to the happiest place on earth. What's that about? We'll let you know. And... You may have a just a small bit earlier chance to go see the journey of water and Moana at Epcot as well. We'll mm-hmm. let you know all about that. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very mischievous topic <laughs> of the week. 
obviously with the dropping of Loki season two on Disney plus, it's been one of our favorite Disney plus Marvel series so far. We are very excited about it. And we thought, you know, for this week's episode, we should do something Marvel and maybe something focused a little bit on Loki. Um, but we decided not to go exactly on Loki. Instead, we decided, you know what? He is the God of mischief, right? What if we kind of focus more broadly on the entire MCU and discuss our favorite mischievous Marvel moments. Yeah. It was fun during the week when we were trying to come up and, and hone in on this topic. And, you know, we talked about, oh, should we, you know, do a look back at season one? And But when you came up with this idea of coming up with a list, a five favorites list and looking more broader, I thought, what a great topic. Yeah, I think it was kind of a little fun. You know, I think that, you know, it's, you know, and this whole thing, you know, it's kind of what your interpretation of mischief is, you know, because Mm -hmm. mischief can be looked at in different ways. It can be looked at as very devious and sometimes kind of nasty, tricky. Sometimes it can be looked as kind of, you know, playful fun, (laughs) right? you know, and I think that I focused more on, yeah, it could be a little sneaky, but I felt I kind of went with more playful fun in my list. I don't know how you approached it, Michelle. I think mine might have been a bit of both. Bit of both. Bit, bit of both. both. Right out of the Guardians Probably of the more Galaxy. more fun. Bit of both. Bit I think my list is a little more fun, um, but I, it was more just kind of trying to look at that mis- mischief that goes on throughout Marvel. I think there's plenty of it to right. pick from. Yeah. Trying to figure out that spot of where it's between mischief and, again, you know, hurting somebody and more just having fun right. you know, because there's so many funny moments in Marvel. Yes. Um, just trying to find that balance. And that's what I went with. Yeah. Um, but let's get to it and find out where we all landed on this. And Michelle, we always start with her because she's fantastic. Wonderful. She's amazing. <laughs> she does the best research. You'll hear that next week. Just later in the show, you'll hear she does the very best tips. Oh, man. She always also has the very best list. So let's get to it, Michelle. What is your number five favorite Marvel mischievous moment? So my number five is more, I don't know if you'd call it mischievous in terms of something that a character intentionally did. I actually think it was more mischievous of the creators, the writers mm. of the Loki series. Okay. And that is by having an alligator be a variant <laughs> of Loki. Um, I just thought that was just so creative. I love that. And I love the line when, you know, Loki sees him. He's like, wow, I can't believe I, I don't even regard this as strange today. Yes. <laughs> that is one of my favorite parts of season one, for sure. The alligator ver- right. variant of Loki. Yeah, and yeah. I love that, you know. And I couldn't believe how, how long it's been since season one debuted. It's been over two years. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It seems like it, it, it's been... I would have said about a year and a half, I think. Yeah. I, I would have said about a year and a 813 half. 813 days, honey, wow. if you're looking at time. Wow. I don't know. Time. For, for all time, <laughs> always. <laughs> time is very fluid <laughs> within the TVA. So um, that's interesting. But yeah, I love that. That was a good, it's such a great little, little take from, right. like you said, the Marvel writers and the creators yeah. of, that, of the Loki series. Right, I loved right. It. I loved it. So, okay. So what's your number five? My number five is also kind of an interesting take on, it's not so much the moment itself, but what the moment led into that I think that kind of the creators of Marvel and the entire cinematic universe, especially the first uh, few phases Mm -hmm. kind of thought about and, you know, kind of built this moment later on to one of the biggest, you know, moments that you'll find where I, I think people almost stood up and cheered uh-huh. in Avengers Endgame. And that was when we were in Avengers Age of Ultron and they're all trying to lift Mojilner, you know, oh, Thor's yeah. hammer. Right. And they all go through it. They're all struggling, struggling. And you come up with Steve Rogers and he just moves it just a little bit. And right. you can kind of tell, you know, oh, Steve Rogers, could he lift it? Right. And he just didn't want to do it at that moment or not. Well, we find out later, of course, spoiler alert, in Avengers <laughs> Endgame that yes, he could right. have lifted Thor's hammer there because he is worthy. worthy. Mm-hmm. He catches it in Avengers Endgame and everybody goes nuts. <laughs> and Thor even says, I knew it. You know, it was so great. So I thought that was a little mischievous, you know, thing that right. the Marvel writers, the creators right. kind of threw in there 
in Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes. Um, actually, a couple funny things about that is, one, I was almost thinking of that the first scene where he he is letting everybody, you know, Thor's kind of laughing because everybody's trying and they can't do it. Um, and then how he gets a little startled when, you know, it's, um, Captain America can kind of right. at least move it a little bit. Um, so that I think is kind of funny that we're both kind of on the same page with that. But the other thing is that we both started our list with things that the writers right. created right. to make this uh, more mischievous. For sure. For thing. sure. That was... Yeah, a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun leading into something um, that uh, ended up being an amazing moment. So, but speaking of amazing moments, let's get back to the real <laughs> list here. Let's get to Michelle's number four favorite Marvel mischievous moment. Okay, so my and, and you'll see pretty much most of mine are Loki. Ah, you went with the god of mischief himself. I did, I did. But anyway, so this um, this particular one is from season one of Loki. You may recall when the TVA was showing Loki some of his wrongdoings over time and, you know, some of the things that has happened to him. And in one of those scenes, you see where he's involved in hijacking an oh, airplane. That is a good one. Yeah, and that he actually jumps out of the plane and he's sucked back into Asgard. And he admits that he was... Um, playing this guy, um, I think it's Dan Cooper, because he lost a bet with Thor. However, when I was researching this, I found that was actually based on a true story yes. that remains one of the FBI's it's a, incredibly unsolved mystery. Yeah, the mystery of D.B. Cooper. It's yes. an amazing mystery that everybody wondered about. And I love that they tied that in. I, yeah. That was, that's a great choice, Michelle. Well, thank you, sweetie. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, this this really happened. Um, <laughs> you know, not the way it's told right. in, in uh, obviously, in Loki. But, yeah, the, the guy, you know, said he had a bomb on a plane. Right. Basically hijacked it, got a bunch of cash, um, yeah. got a parachute. Right, he asked part of it was to get parachute. Flew yeah. over the Pacific Northwest, or he didn't fly, but he had the pilots fly over right. the Pacific Northwest, jumped out of the airplane, and... No one ever found him again. Supposedly right. they found a little cash that they think might have been. Yeah, a kid ran across right. some of the bills that were given to him. I right. guess they had way to, you know, that they had traced it. But yeah. But they never found anything else. They right. don't know what ever happened. Yeah. So I, I guess they just closed the case in, you know, I mean, because that happened a long, long time ago. And I don't remember now even the year, but they closed it like in 2016 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that was a fun little add into Loki for sure. Yeah, season one. Yeah. I like that. That's a good choice. Well, thank you. That's a good choice. That thank might be better you. than any of my choices. <laughs> Is there any surprise? The show's list, always the best list. Okay, so we're at your number four. My number four, it goes to Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I just get tickled to death when I think about, you know, how they, you know, once Hope finds out that, you know, maybe... Uh, Scott has been in contact with her mother. Mm -hmm. You know, something's going on there. That they sneak him out and replace him with a giant ant <laughs> with the house arrest, you know, anklet right. around it, so that no, so he wouldn't get in trouble. Exactly. I just think you know that the ant sitting there on the couch watching TV when Lewis comes in. <laughs> right. It just cracks me up that there was just this ant yes. living Scott Lang's life, like playing drums. You know? yeah. Yes. <laughs> For, for whatever couple day period of time. I, I just think that that is very mischievous by Hope um, and Hank Pym, of course, right. um, to think that up and have that going for them. Yeah, that was cool. That, I loved it, too. It was just hilarious. So uh, that was my number four. Let's get back to the real list, as you've already heard. Uh, Michelle's number three favorite mischievous Marvel moment. So this one is actually something, a mischievous act that was done to Loki. <laughs> and that involved Dr. Strange putting him into a continuous fall <laughs> while, he, while he had a chance to talk to Thor. <laughs> was it, I've been falling for, was it 30 minutes? Right. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. That was good <laughs> by Stephen Strange there. Yeah, some payback to him, but yeah. yes. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was <laughs> Thank funny. you. Yeah, little mischief from Dr. Strange for right. sure. So we're uh, at your number three. My number three is just the entire scene 
you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Volume Two had crash landed, mm-hmm. and Rocket's there trying to repair the ship. Meanwhile, the Ravagers show up mm-hmm. on the planet, and that entire scene where he's trying, Rocket's trying to hold them off with all these little booby traps right. and all these different <laughs> things, um, is just so mischievous, yes, and hilarious. Right. You know, I mean, he's. You know, slightly hurting them, but mostly just, you know, he's not killing really anybody. You know, he's just, you know, running through the trees and, you know, (laughs) doing all these things to stop them and just causing all this chaos. Yes. Uh, Just just a total mischief moment there by Rocket Raccoon. Right. And it it just seemed like a good to have that comedic time in that film, too, that that was probably well appreciated in place, too. Yeah. So that was mine. I, I I think that that is just that is some great mischief going yes. on there from Rocket and Guardians has a lot of mischief in it. We could have picked a lot of moments oh, out yes. of Guardians yes. for sure. Yes. For sure. Matter of fact, I may have another one coming up. We'll, well see. In fact, my number two mm, is well, from well, Guardians. That's here. What is your number two? All right. This is one the 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 I'll just say the only one that didn't involve Loki. Um, and it was, I guess mine are pretty funny, but it was um, when Peter Quill replaces the Infinity Stone with a troll doll in the orb that he gives to Yondu. That's good. <laughs> and, you know, you could tell definitely that was mischievous there. Um, Yondu, Even Yondu smiles yeah, about it. Yeah, he appreciates that uh, that humor in it as well. And I thought that was just so cool. And um, it fed into that whole storyline and, and kind of started giving you a little bit more insight to the relationship mm-hmm. that the two of them had of being more of a, a father son versus adversaries. Right. Agreed. So, Agreed. That, yeah. That's a great one. I love that one too. Thank yeah. you. Uh, my number two also sort of from guardians of the galaxy, not the films, mm-hmm. but actually from the holiday special. That's <laughs> because I think it was very mischievous of Mantis and Drax to go to earth <laughs> To kidnap Kevin Bacon <laughs> to bring him back to nowhere just to present him to Peter Quill, who is having a tough time right. to give him what they perceive would be the best Christmas present ever for right. him. Just the entire that entire episode of them going to Earth, right? you know, kidnapping, first asking him and then deciding, oh, we're just going to have to kidnap right. Kevin Bacon, bringing him back to nowhere <laughs> is fantastic and totally guardians and hilarious oh i know and just the you know and and from a more realistic perspective too just the fact that kevin bacon went along with all that that um silliness or whatever it just made it such a fun fun thing to watch yeah i uh, can't wait we're getting to the holiday season again i'm sure we'll be re-watching once we get to the holiday season, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Right. Still there on Disney+. Plus. Definitely, if you didn't check it out already, it's it's great. It's full of that Guardians magic that you mm-hmm. love. Um, definitely check it out when you get the chance, if you haven't seen it already, or if you haven't seen it since last holiday yeah, season. definitely. But let's get back to the real list and the real number one. Michelle, what is your num- number one favorite Marvel mischievous moment? Okay, so back to Loki. And, you know, we all know that he wanted to be a ruler. And I love the way that he did it when he pretends to be Odin (laughs) after leaving Odin uh, at a nursing home in New York. Uh, This was at the opening of Thor Ragnarok. Um, But anyways, I just thought that was an incredibly mischievous way to become a ruler of Asgard. And just how that entire scene played out, I just thought there were so many funny things to it. Um, It was Complete with a a, a play celebrating Loki's glory (laughs) (laughs) and what a hero he was for Asgard. Exactly. Exactly. That is good. I like that one. Well, thank you. So now we're at your number one. Drum roll. My number one goes back to basically the number one of the MCU. It mm. goes back to kind of what started this all off, this MCU run, going back to the original Iron Man wow. film. Um, and I think it was a terrific, mischievous moment that put things significantly in motion for where we went for many, many years and where we continue on now. And that is right at the end of the film. Everything's happened. We're in the denouement. You know, it's all gone on. Tony Stark is meeting with the press there to kind of talk about 
everything that's happened within Stark Industries. You know, some things have been going crazy there. They're changing some things. There's been some explosions. There's been a big fight. <laughs> There's been some people in suits flying around, right. you know? And he's talking there and he, he leads up to the end and they're asking him, so, you know, who is Iron Man essentially? And, you know, you think he's just going to, you know, pass it off, right. and keep his secret identity. But no, he flat out says, right. very mischievously, truth is, I am Iron Man. <laughs> Boom. Credits. Go. So good. Drop the mic. Yes. So good. Mischievous way by yes. Tony Stark to finish out the first film. That was really a big part of the right. MCU. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a that is a great example. And I, I love it. Yeah, you're right. That was um, it was I, I like how you tied this back to the beginning, the or, origin stories kind of of this. And, and that was definitely a cool mischievous for moment. Sure. For sure. So you have any, uh, any other ones that you thought about that maybe are honorable mentions? Um other than the one that I, I told you before, um, but I did, there was something else when I was doing my research that I kind of came up with, and it relates to one of the newer characters in season two of Loki, and that is Obi, which I found out was Ouroboros in the Marvel comics. Um, let me tell you, if you wanted to find mischievous mischievous things that loki did the comics oh the comics yeah oh my gosh i just kept reading like oh my god that oh, he did that he did that oh, he's responsible for that it was just yeah. amazing but um i guess there was an admiral oroboros who appeared in uh one of their comics in 2015 uh it called it was silver surfer volume 7 number 11 and um, Obi was an antagonistic character who they say comes face to face with Silver Surfer after Silver Surfer became trapped in a time loop, kind of like Groundhog's Day, but it also we see happen in Loki in in the series Loki. Um, but the other interesting thing about it is that time loop was referred to as the Mobius strip. Mm-hmm. And we see the character Mobius and Mobius in Loki. And Tony Stark used the inverted Mobius strip to crack time travel in Avengers Endgame. Very good. So, it all ties together. It all ties together. Yes. Unlike time. <laughs> it's branching wildly as we've seen. Yes, For yes. Sure. But For did sure. you have yes. some... Um, I just have one little one that nearly mm-hmm. made my list. And that was the playful little moment um, in Black Panther... When, you know, T'Challa just comes back and he's, mm. you know, he's just become the Black Panther mm-hmm. and, you know, he's know become king. Yeah, and yeah. he walks into the lab and sure he's there and just giving him the hardest time right. about everything, including <laughs> his dumb sandals right. that he's wearing and everything. <laughs> I just think it's such an interesting little brother-sister relationship right. moment there that, you know, giving each other a hard time, having some fun and very mischievous by Shuri right. um, to, you know, mess with them, including, you know, having him, you know, they putting the impact into one of the suits and having it kind of launch right. back. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I just, it, it's a great little moment. And um, from a, one of the best Marvel movies, if right. not the best Marvel yeah, movie ever. Definitely. You know? I totally agree with you on it being, you know, the best Marvel movie, but yeah, that was an adorable scene. And like you said, the relationship that it showed, you know, and it, and it really, you could understand that they were, how they were bringing in the concept that, you know, this is royalty, you know, mm-hmm. and that person, the Black Panther should be treated with reverence. And, and here's his sister. Just like, no, sister. you're my brother. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Just a little sister. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she gives it a little bit of that, but the, you know, more joking, you know, right. fashion, but it's, it, yeah, she's just like, eh, let's come down to earth a little bit. Right. Who you are. You're just exactly. my big brother. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very good. Very cool. We'd love to know what your favorite Marvel mischievous moments yes. are. Send them to us social media wise, through the Gmail account, whatever. Let us know and we will share them on an upcoming show.
so much mischief within the Marvel universe. Yes. I know we missed a lot. Um, yeah, I I tried to stay away from Loki himself because I figured that was you know kind of not the easy road, but you know I right. wanted to kind of show other parts of Marvel right. that had some mischief in there. I'm glad Michelle got some great <laughs> mischievous <laughs> moments from the God of Mischief himself uh, within you. hers. Um, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. Marvel is so much fun, and yet so gripping at the same time. Right, right. And like you said, when you're going through it, um, trying to decide how do you define mischievous for this episode that we're doing? Do you make it something that is playful mischievousness or do you include things that are much more devious in mm-hmm. nature? Yeah. So After each, you know, everybody kind of looks at it in a different right. way. Right. And uh, I just wanted to just, you know, show of positivity. I wanted to be more fun <laughs> and funny uh, in my mischief. Right, you know. right. Speaking of mischief, you won't get any from this guy. That's because we need to talk now about our great friend, Nate, with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a a trip that is going to be the best for you answer your questions it's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything high end it is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions he is there for you to make sure your trip wherever it may be be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. And there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yep. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. Not a ton, but I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with, we have the list of celebrity candlelight processional narrators. So you can set up your plans if you're thinking about going to Epcot and celebrating the holiday season. Yeah, I was surprised to see how many new narrators that they're they're having involved this year. I, I know that there's some that are still the, the traditional ones that we've seen in the past, but it was incredible volume of new people. And I, and I liked, I looked at all of them and I was like, yeah, I can see where these people are going to bring some really great, um, storytelling to this event and are going to be great additions to people who have done it in the past. Yep. Uh, a lot of new, uh, narrators and a lot of big names. Yeah. As there always are, but right. uh, this was pretty impressive. So I'm going to run down the list here so you can kind of have an idea of what you think. Maybe this is one I might want to go see. And it kicks off right on November 24th and 25th with Chrissy Metz from, you may probably know her most likely from the TV show, This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Um, she's new this year. Right. That'll be a great one. Um, the next we go to an international singing sensation. I don't know if he's going to break out into Despacito <laughs> when he's on there on right. stage, but you never know. Uh, Luis Fonsi uh, will be there from November 26th mm-hmm. and 27th. How about this for a big name on November 28th and 29th? Anne-Margaret I know. is going to be hosting for the first time Talk ever. Talk about blasts from the past. I was like, this has got to be a typo. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> it I, is. That's exciting. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I love Anne-Margaret. That's right. going to be great. That's going to be great. Um, we got a superhero on November 30th through December 2nd mm-hmm. with Liu who is, of course, Shang-Chi right. from the Mar- speaking of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I can see him being great in in the, that 
role there. Yeah, I think he debuted first time last year. Makes sense. Um, and this is his second year, I think. Don't hold me to that. I'm not positive of that. Right. Uh, but still, um, so it seems like such a great dude. Right. And I'm sure he's going to do a great job with this. Um, a couple of favorites follow him up. All-time favorites, Disney favorites. December 3rd through the 5th is John Stamos. Yeah. Yes, big Disney fan. Another favorite. December 6th through the 8th, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Fan favorite. He's back again. I love this one. December 9th through the 11th, Marley Matlin. Yeah. Is going to be back. So cool. Yes. So cool. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, she has such a wonderful personality mm-hmm. and she's, she just seems like such a fun, fun person. Um, that is going to be great. Um, new this year, Oscar winner, December 12th through the 14th, Brendan Frazier yeah. is coming right? to the Candlelight Processional. I know. That surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Very good. Uh, also new this year, December 15th and 16th, Eva Longoria mm-hmm. will be there. Um, another new person. Classic from the 19, late 80s, maybe early 90s. Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the yeah. Block will be there December 17th and 18th. Man, See, the, our, our whole theme with, you know, the, the 90s, bands, the, 90s and the boy yeah. bands, really. New Kids on the Block were like 89 yeah. to 90. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe a little bit 88, but yeah. Yeah. Boy bands. Kind of what we've been seeing more That's things right. happen lately. That's with. right. We go back to This Is Us with our host for mm-hmm. December 19th and 20th with Sterling K. Brown. Right. That's going to be yes. a fantastic one. Jeez. He, he has an impact. Right. Um, talk about a multi... And I can't believe he's this person has never hosted before. I'm, I was shocked when I saw that. But on December 21st through the 23rd, Jordan Fisher will be hosting. How has he not hosted before? He's right? so prominent within Disney. I know, I know. I was feeling the same way too when I saw that. Yeah, that is really Very cool. cool. Um, December 24th through the 26th, so actually on Christmas, uh, Christian music singer Stephen Curtis Chapman will be mm-hmm. making, a, he'll be returning right. uh, to the stage for the Candlelight Processional. Uh, also new, singer and actress Audra McDonald will be there December 27th and 28th. And we're wrapping the whole thing up with Lisa Ling on December 29th and the 30th. She, of course, is a journalist and TV personality. Yeah, I thought that was interesting yeah. having her there. Yeah. It's a great list this it year. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's always a great list. Don't get me wrong. Every year, Candlelight Processional is fantastic. Um, this year, it's going to be great as well. Um, they do have the dining packages out there. I've seen already that there are breakfast, lunch, mm-hmm. dinner packages, as well as the walk up on the day at the Regal Eagle. Right. That if you want to try that one, you got to get there early and line up early if you're looking to get that one, especially for some of these super popular ones. Um, but um, it's a great way to do it. Um, but I, I highly, highly recommend if you've never done the candlelight processional, um, and you're out at the, at Epcot during right. the holiday season, um, take in one of these. It doesn't matter. Any of them are going to be great. Uh, take it in if you get the opportunity. Definitely. And those dining packages, uh, start going on sale October 17th. So not much. Yeah. Coming up here. Time um, from today. Yeah. yeah a little, little over a week from, from now. Yeah. Like nine days. Yeah. 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 So. Definitely take a the dinner. The dining packages cut so much stress yes. off of you. Um, I know they may seem a little bit expensive, but the fact that you can just go ahead and you're going to eat probably anyway at the parks, and then you're not going to have to line up for a long time to try and get in right. seats. You can just get out there and get some of the best seats in the house. Um, it's it's really really nice and really really easy. Right, and it, one thing to know though, if you already have a dining reservation at the locations where the packages are, they aren't part of the package. Right. So you would have you to have rebook to yeah. right, um, to get that package um, to allow you to get into the candlelight sure. processional. But highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can do wait in the standby line, um, and that's fine too. Um, but the dining packages, I think, are the best way to go. Definitely. It allows you, frees up a little bit more of your day at Epcot to enjoy. Yes. Now, moving on, there's a new ticket offer that you may be interested in if you're looking to take your little ones to the happiest place on Earth. Again, this is from the Disney Parks blog. They said, Disneyland Resort is launching a new limited-time kids' special ticket offer for use early in the new year. Beginning October 24, 2023, you can purchase a child's ticket 
valid only for children ages three through nine, to a Disneyland Resort theme park for as low as $50 per child per day with the kids' special ticket offer. Now, that's probably for the three-day. They have mm-hmm. a one, two, and three-day package. The $50 per day is probably the single park right. for um, the actual three days. And I'm sure they go up from there, usually something right. around 20 bucks. You right. know. But um, that's still a great offer for, for the yeah, little ones to, to get into the parks. Yeah, um, you Like I said, you will be able to choose from a one, two, or three-day park tickets with upgrades such as park hopper tickets. Again, more expensive. Disney's Genie Plus service, more expensive, available for add-ons. Right. Uh, these limited-time child tickets are a great value and will be valid for use between January 8th of 2024 and March 10th of 2024 with no blockout dates. However, they are subject to, of course, park reservations. Right. So you will need to make those. Uh, so keep an eye, they say, on Disneyland.com on October 24th for more information about this upcoming ticket offer. Yeah, that's awesome news. I'm hoping we're going to hear some adult ticket offers yeah. coming soon too because we're going to be out there right. around that time and we're still triggering out our ticket thing. Right, yes. I'm um, hoping there's going to be an adult ticket. But right now, for the little ones, that's a good deal. That's a great yes. price. Yeah, for sure. Uh, finally, wrapping up my Disney stories of the week with a just a quick news and you may have already noticed this. Uh, Moana, the journey of water of water inspired my Moana, inspired by <laughs> Moana, easy for me to say, is soft opening now. So we had our little preview moment with the mm-hmm. destination D23. Those that had annual passes and had, or DVC members right. had their little opening yeah, special. Scott and I did a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Now they're having a soft opening. It just started on Friday and it's going on through the 15th of this month. And then they officially open it for right. everybody after that. They are using a virtual queue. So know if you're going in, you're going to get there early and get into the virtual queue right. uh, for that attraction. But you will give you that possible opportunity to get just a little bit of an early peek into what we think is, is really, really a nice, fun addition to Epcot. Right. Something that any age could really enjoy. Yeah. So. It's really interactive, right. really fun. On a hot day, it's really nice and cooling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you get some really great views. It's just, it's it it really is immersive and wonderful. Right. And like I said. Edutainment. Yes, it is edutainment. And I just think it's a blast. I think it's 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 not cosmic rewind. No. Don't, don't you know. Don't it's not pretend. an e-ticket. Not going to pretend <laughs> it's that. But it is a fun little diversion throughout the day right. with some some great things added. Also, oh, by the way, included in that is also they are um, they have soft opened the photo the meet and greet photo opportunity with Moana herself nice. as well yeah. at Epcot. So yeah. that is also open right now um, with that you know f- for everybody for the general public um, beginning on October sixteenth. Yes, yes, which is the actual anniversary of the company's 100th year anniversary Mm -hmm. big time for sure so that's it for the disney stories of the week however we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation and when we do this we always start with michelle because she's wonderful fantastic all things great (laughs) in the world Except makes a mistake at the anniversary of Epcot. It it was 11 years after Magic Kingdom opened, not 10. So yes, it was 41 years birthday last year, not 42. Right. Whatever. She's still fantastic. All things great. You know she has the best list. You just heard it. She does the best research. But one thing is for sure, she definitely has the best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Okay, so my tip has to do with dining reservations. And again, you know, a lot of our tips are how to make your experience better or the best it can be. And so if you're when you're making your dining reservations, it's best to make it for as many people that is going to possibly be in your group. You know, I know that sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm not sure if these friends are going to make it, or I'm not sure if these relatives are going to be able to join us. It's, it's easier to decrease the party size when you have to do a modification, especially on the same day, rather than increase it. In fact, you might not be able to increase it and then you'd feel bad that, Hey, we tried and now we can't all dine together. So make that reservation to include every possible person that's going to be traveling with you. Um, If you just need to add one more person, sometimes that's not too difficult. And sometimes you can actually do that um, on the app when you're checking in. Uh, But it's also best to just let the restaurant know 
if you're looking to add any modification to increase or decrease uh, before your check-in time. And I think, you know, I know they have the two-hour cancellation windows, and I think they're looking to uh, have people make that adjustment before that time or by that time, too. It's a good point. You never want anybody to miss out on their chance to, you know, dine together. I mean, if you, you can give it a shot... And see what happens, but just maybe a couple people need to have some alternative plans, right? Or you know, if if they can't get in, right? Um, so yeah, sometimes it's better just to to go above what the possibility right. is, and then to be found short. Another thing you can do is if you can happen to find two reservations that are somewhat close together, right? Book both of them and then ask when you get there if you can combine. Yeah, into, if you're, if you're a large group. Right. Especially if you're in a group that's larger than the size that they will allow you to do online. Yeah. Then that's the way to do that, that you can make to put it into two groups. But yeah, um, if you're, but like I said, sometimes, and, and we've been in this situation where we're like, I'm not sure if so-and-so is going to be able to mm-hmm. make it to the parks. It, Err on the side that they are going to, and then make your adjustments down. Very good. Michelle's tip, always the best (laughs) tip. Uh, My tip for this week has to deal with kind of our main topic today, and that is dealing with Marvel characters. And I'm going to tell you right now that Avengers Campus, whether it be at Disney California Adventure Park or at Walt Disney Studios Park Mm -hmm. in uh, Disneyland Paris, is undefeated on how fantastic they are with their characters, especially right after new episodes of TV shows, series drop or films drop. If you, here's my main tip. If you can plan your day to go out there right around those same times, Mm -hmm. you never know who you might run into out there. We've already seen that. And this isn't, we've already talked a little bit about this, but that Loki and Obi were already appearing at Avengers campus the night the episode dropped. This happens consistently. And even if there aren't new episodes dropping, I'm telling you right now that you're going to have some of the best character experiences you'll ever have Mm -hmm. at the Avengers campus. If you're a Marvel fan deck out in your best Marvel stuff, you know, because there are some good chances you're going to get some great photos, some great interaction with some of your favorites from the MCU. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, they th- those we call them characters. They're the real deal, right? That Captain there. America's they, they, there. Um, we've had that experience. We've had friends that we've shared on, on this show that have had similar experiences, but though that they they notice that the extra love that you give to maybe their character and they, they have that special interaction with you. And even if you don't connect with them, meet with them yourself and get photos taken, just take a moment and watch them interact yes. with others, especially the little ones out there. They do such a fantastic job Crazy. of Good. connecting with everybody throughout mm-hmm. the park. It is really, really fun. And it's what makes, you know, Avengers campus, no matter what you think of the attractions that are there, mm-hmm. some people love them and think they're fantastic. Some people think they're middle of the road, mm-hmm. whatever, but there is nothing like the ambiance and experience and especially the character right. meet and greets that go on in Avengers campus. Go check it out and have a great time. I totally agree. They're mm-hmm. so heartwarming and just, they're, they're actually enjoyable to watch to see how, how involved they get especially with kids that they get down to their level and have those conversations with them it's just beautiful but yeah especially with everybody they'll sit and they'll talk with you right you know not just the kids right yes they'll talk with you and you'll have a great conversation with them they are really really good um yeah love it love it can't wait to get back to avengers campus Mm -hmm. coming up this for sure this winter in january Uh, so excited for that so That's it for this week's show. Next week, well, the 100th birthday of the Walt Disney Company will officially be upon us. That means we have to wrap up our Disney at 100 Mm -hmm. series. Michelle, bringing more of her fantastic (laughs) research to the table. Michelle, how are we going to have a big finale (laughs) for the Disney at 100 series? I'm not sure it's going to be a big finale, but some of it is going to be looking in the future. Some of it's going to be some discussions about how to have 
your own magical story. There we go. I like that. I'm excited. I'm always excited for Michelle's <laughs> research, Pete. One, because it's less that I have to do. <laughs> But mostly because she does such a fantastic job. I always learn stuff and I know that she'll, it'll be very, very interesting. And I I think you think that as well, because that's the way we've gotten interaction from people saying they've loved this series so far. They love all your research pieces. I appreciate everybody's um, kind words. And I'll I'll know it for sure when we get to about Thursday and she's like, I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) I don't know if people are going to like it. It's a guarantee. People will love it. You're funny. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you really want to help support this uh, podcast, which we appreciate those of you who already have done that in multiple ways, uh, we'd love to have you help us out by becoming a Patreon member. Yes, um, we appreciate it. I mean, the new board that you're hearing our sound from is paid for by our Patreon members. Thank you so much yes. for those of you who have helped us do that and made this. We want to be the best podcast we can be. Right. We want the sound to be the best well, we can to be. Well, and to be on, especially since the other one died. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big part of it. But thank you to the Patreon members for allowing us to have a new one. Um, but, you know, we just really appreciate everybody who's already been a patreon member and if anybody wants to join in we appreciate you as well yeah we have plans starting tiers starting as low as two dollars a month yeah very little money we appreciate you definitely helps we appreciate you so much thank you for listening to another episode of the hyperion adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week until that time i'm tom i'm michelle and we hope that you have a mischievous marvelous magical week (laughs) bye